0: It's time for Around the Gridiron with your co-hosts, Marissa Voss and Brock Aker.
1: What's up guys and welcome to another episode of the Around the Gridiron. We have our second guest on this ever podcast. I'm so excited, like I can't even talk because I'm so excited to have Stunt. It is Stunt Monkey, a local celebrity. He is also, would you call yourself like a DJ at high 967? Is that what you do? Or like a radio host?
2: Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> and celebrities very loosely used, obviously, in this term.
1: Oh, you, you have bobbleheads that are sold of you. <laughs> so that is a big thing. They gave them the away. Moondogs moon game. But still, you have bobbleheads. <laughs> <small> <laughs> heads. Like I need to get my hands on one of those.
2: <laughs> you I don't was, have one? No.
0: I know a guy. It's okay.
1: Oh, yes. My dream is
2: fulfilled. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, and I, I from being in South Dakota, I, I actually saw you on Fox Sports Northrup selling beer on the Moondogs. Uh, <laughs> did you miss that yeah. on this summer or did you still get to do that?
2: I, we missed out on that this summer because of COVID. Uh, I did not get so one of the things I do that's outside of the radio station is uh, sell beer for the Moondogs. And it's, I love doing it. It's something I've been doing for 13 years. But yeah, I wasn't able to do it this year because of COVID. They're only going to have so many people in the ballpark. And, yeah, of course, all the other restrictions and having to work gloves and mask, And it just was going to be a lot. And they're like, let's just not worry about it this year. And I'm like, I get it. It's okay. It's fine. I'm Sorry. hurt. I'm only gonna I was to hurt. I missed it. it. I love I love going to baseball all summer long slash working. I mean, I just sit there and I yell at people and tell, tell them to buy beer. So.
0: so what's the rhetoric or, or the art of selling beer then? What makes you popular? <laughs> yes. How do you get it done?
2: I, I don't know if there's an art at all. I'd probably just, I think my, my skill is just being obnoxious until they give in. So I'm pretty loud. I've been told that, uh, from where the ballpark is, you can hear me about five to six blocks away near the hospital. So.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, whenever we're at hockey, I know like Robin, when she was there would always be like any content. You're like, wow, you would slam on the boards and (laughs) (laughs) like. it was so great I miss like seeing you like and doing those things in hockey and of, of course like unsure of how COVID's gonna be this year and that's how like I officially met you but I've also like known you like I remember like my mom's always like we would l- listen to you and like hear you like what was the other guy um when he was there I can't remember there was another guy there when he was there like a couple of years ago and we would always listen to you and like call in and then the first time my mom like met and by this time I'm like this is stunt monkey like this is Jeff <laughs> what's up and she's like do you know that stunt monkey and I was like yes she's like oh my god you know him I was like yeah yeah <laughs> he was like so starstruck I was like it's just Jeff
2: <laughs> yeah that's the way I feel about it too but thanks mom
1: <laughs> <laughs> right well okay so for you guys who don't know his name is stunt monkey but his name is Jeff Lang um and I want to ask one of these things to start off the pod is how did you get that nickname stunt monkey
2: <laughs> uh so I've been in Mankato for um coming up on 17 years. Um, and when I first started on the show, I did a bunch of different stuff. And then I went on to the morning show and they said we need to make you do stupid stunts. And they were gonna give you a name, you're gonna do stupid stunts. I'm like, okay. So I started doing stupid stunts on the show on on the radio on the on Hot 967 at the time. And they're like, Oh, we gotta give you a name. Well, one of the listeners or someone called in and said you guys should call him Stunt Mountain. And whatever reason it worked it stuck and that's what they called me the rest of the way
1: stunt monkey sorry guys we got interrupted my dad was calling me not now dad 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 stop well, but
0: i obviously don't know monkey. you as well as marissa so i knew you as stunk monkey and i'm on zoom and i get a guy in. i'm like who's this jeff lane guy <laughs> what's that movie yeah. with uh eddie murphy uh when he's inside the guy and his name's like mike chain it's the most simplest name you have so I, I can see why they moved you to stunt market it just has a <laughs> ring to it. It,
2: it, it it was definitely a radio name and it's caught on um appreciatively about it i guess at first i was like oh it's so stupid and now okay it's kind of cool like everybody like gets to call me that that's kind of fun right and cute and little kids love it they think it's cute and I don't know it's, it's fun so
1: no it's what like the a brand really funny yeah yeah wish i had a cool nickname everyone just calls me by my last name and i'm like
2: that's pretty cool
1: I know but at the same time it's not like stunt monkey like that's so cool everyone knows
2: you like not no not everybody knows me but
1: do you go like do you go places like when I when I drive around K- KYC or like certain places like with the van or the car everyone's like oh my god are you with KYC do they like get the same feeling of like enamored by you
2: um I don't know if enamored is the right word but I will you know, run into people who know the show or see me sell beer. In the summer months especially, it's kind of hilarious how it switches from the radio station to, hey, that's the beer man. So that's kind of fun. Um, but I mean every now and then, it's the funniest thing pr- to me in weird – it's more than not funny. It's more weird is um, if I go to the store and I'm talking and somebody will go, you sound familiar. And I'm like, "Nope, I don't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you definitely do. And then they're like, ah, stop monkey. I'm like, yep, nice to meet you, I'm sorry. (laughs) I always apologize, I don't know why.
1: Sorry, yep, gotta go, Sorry.
2: Sorry, sorry, this is what I look like, my bad.
1: (laughs) I feel like that too, like, I remember when when my mom said the same thing, like you build this like picture in your head of what people sound like on the radio.
0: Right. And then you
1: see them in person and you're like, you're not anything what I thought you were. Like you're, who are you? For a long
2: time, I always got told that they, people thought I was nerdy and really tall and skinny. And I'm like, all we talk about is how short and fat I am. That makes no sense at all. Like, how do you get that?
1: I'm so confused. Do you even listen? Like, do you (laughs) you you even listen to me?
2: What the hell? No. So it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Every now and then you get somebody who recognizes it and it's kind of, it's fun, but it's also weird. I don't know.
1: Well, so you, we know now your job is like DJing in the morning show and doing that and being like the stunt guy. But what is your, like, is that your dream job? Is that what you've always kind of wanted to do?
2: Um, I remember at a very young age, I was playing radio in the basement at my parents' house. Like I had like a little radio thing that you hit record on so I could record with a little microphone. And then I'd play records and off a of cassette tape of what I'd like to, like some songs and I just would go. I don't remember exactly what happened to that stuff. It kind of be fun to find actually. But I remember playing that a lot, though, as a kid. Um, I'd say when I was about 14, 15, is when I kind of thought maybe we'd be a radio DJ. I got my first job when I was 16, actually. We had a job shadow. Remember job shadow in high school? Yeah. I had a job shadow. And at the end of the job shadow, I, I picked a radio station. At the end of the job shadow, the guy goes, do you want a job? I'm like, yeah. So I got to work weekends from five from 5 p.m. until 1 a.m. Um, it was my first shift at the uh, at the radio station near my hometown. Was, uh, I'm from Springfield, the hometown. Uh, the station next it was in a different town called Redwood Falls, and so uh, I worked went up there every weekend to work and would board op games and different uh, radio shows and just kind of hang out, and then got to do on air for a little bit. Usually, I was on air the most from midnight to 1 a.m. So you know, I was pretty rocking in front of a big crowd. <laughs>
1: minute to 1am the ones who are always like either driving like for like a destination or like just up like partying and going places yeah for sure oh my gosh well did you go to like i guess i've never like really asked you these questions it's just always been like hockey stunt what's up did you go to did you go to college like anywhere or did this was this just like radio has been the thing you've done always
2: um yeah, right. It's been the thing I've done always. So I started around 16 and I was getting close to I was getting close to graduation. I'm like, I want to go to school. I want to get get something for this. And I didn't really know where I wanted to go. Um, wasn't really versed in the and I didn't have any older siblings or anything that knew the steps of school, I guess, if that makes any sense. And so I'm like, well, let's see. I don't there's one option which is now closed up called Brown College, but it's expensive. I didn't, I didn't really want to deal with that. I was in the cities. So I was trying to look for other opportunities. And there was a college. Um, down in Austin that had a radio program. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get information from there and see what that's like. Got information, and then they sent they. Uh, I called them. And I said, hey, I'm interested in getting a tour of the school. I like to whatever this, this, and this. And and they said, oh, for what program? I go, like, oh, radio broadcast. And they go, um, we no longer have that program. I'm like, you just sent me all this stuff. And so I just remember hanging up the phone. I was in my ba- parents' basement, hanging up the phone, and going. Well now what? And knowing what I know now, I should have probably called back and asked for somebody else, because I'm guessing I talked to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Because how would you send me all the stuff in the first place? But I was 17 and I didn't—I had no idea what the heck I was doing. So I said, "Nope, I'm just gonna work." And so I moved to Mankato and worked a few different jobs, along with got my foot in the door at the radio station, and just kind of kept after it. So now I get to um, do—I get to play radio all day long, and so it's—it's—it's awesome.
1: Well, and like for me, for school, everyone always thinks it's like A, B, and C, right? You know, go to high school, graduate, go to college, then get a job. And that's not always the case for a lot of people. Like if you had your foot in the door at the radio station and you knew you wanted to do that, that's already a great pre prereq for where you want to go. So why right. would you like, you know, do school to just do what you were already doing?
2: Like, right. You know, it depends some, on what the job is, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing about all of it really is the money part. And also con- knowing what you need to do and what where you want. It. And you have to work. At the end of the day, you have to work. Put the work in. So if you go to school, don't go to school. Get drunk every single weekend. Um, sometimes. But not oh every single weekend. Baby. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you got to put the work in somewhere along the line.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and that was, like, the biggest thing for, like, me is, like, if for Brock and I, like, we can't just go to, like, I could never go to just KYC and figure out how to, like, do it. I would have to have, like, be well-versed in that background of broadcasting or like podcasting or something like you Mm -hmm. you know you have the talent but you have to be like taught it from someone or figure it out and not just being thrown in the fire right some people like they can do that and then thrive really well me not so much I can't I can't I can't can't just it's not good like I have to be like step
2: by step it depends what the job is again too though I mean especially for TV at KYC there's a lot of little things you got to kind of got to watch and how to edit video like For me i get to uh, i edit audio but it's a lot simpler than editing video and it's pretty straightforward so
1: no editing audio is like a lot easier so much easier you guys you don't understand unless you would like do it and if someone like they probably would see both and be like what is these numbers and like what are these (laughs) things like you know like what's Mm -hmm. accessible like i'm confused like (laughs) but one well and i we're going to switch on to another one I remember when I was doing a story, actually, at Duck Lake Park, and you were like, where I saw And I was like, who's saying that? <laughs> and you're like, over here, and I start running, and I have like no idea it's done. I'm like, I thought I was done. And then I saw you. I was like, oh, my God. Hey. But you were kayaking, right?
2: Right. I was out kayaking that morning. Yes. So are you like a big outdoorsy kind of guy? or? Yeah. I like to think I am. Um, I feel like it's one of those things. So I guess to go forward, I got to back up. I've kind of buried myself into work for a long time, mm-hmm. um, a lot. And so like I work, I work 12, 13 hour days a lot. And so this last summer I, with COVID it was a big part of it, but my job has also changed it a little bit. So I got to take a little bit more time for myself. And so I'm trying to get out and be more outdoorsy. I used to go camping as a kid all the time. And honestly kind of wish I wanted to get back into that. If I might have to end up doing that next summer, maybe just get, go back out to camping in the woods. I love doing that as a kid um but kayaking with the COVID this year i'm like i love canoeing but i don't have money for I'm, but the canoe is a two-person job so i'm gonna get a kayak so i bought a kayak um i uh, love sports so i mean we get to go to a ball game like we talked about the Moon Dogs earlier i'll be outside for that all day long bike riding uh bicycle or motorcycle i guess but um i'm almost i don't know what happened at the end of the year here but i was on track to go to over a thousand some miles this year in the bicycle and then I think I ended up at 975 or something like that. I don't know. Oh, you were so, so close. <laughs> I know. And we should be, I should be doing it this week, but now it gets so dark. time I'm out of work, you can't really go anymore. That's the
1: biggest thing is like, it gets like so dark. Like I'm like leaving to go to work at five and I'm like, okay, I gotta go run and like try to get my dog and get a run together. And it's mm-hmm. like we're really, like basically dark outside, and like for being a girl or anyone, that's a little bit scary to like <laughs> do you stuff. Don't school, into like, like, yeah. Right? Like, right. so it just kind of stinks because you're like, oh, Minnesota sucks. Like, it just gets so dark so soon. It's just, mm-hmm. It makes me so depressed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I uh, I don't I don't know what my deal is, but I every day I feel the same way. Like, it just it sucks. you it sucks the life out of you a little bit. So it
1: really but- does. It's stupid.
2: It is. It really is. Um, I just thought of something else I didn't share there. This summer, I actually started fishing again. I used to fish when I was a kid as well, all the time oh. um, until I was 16. And I just stopped. I don't know why. And this summer at the age of 36, I went out fishing with my buddy on the 4th of July. He's like, we should do something today. I'm like, what are we going to do? And I went and bought my fishing license, went fishing for the first time since I was 16. And it was like, oh, this is actually relaxing. I missed this. So oh, there's I like being outside. I don't like to, no matter what it is, you ask about being a big outdoors person or not. I don't like to sit around. That's the majority of the, that's that's the real answer. Yeah. Like I can be outside doing something perfect. If it's inside doing something, going to a game or a concert, perfect.
1: Always doing something. Brock, are you kind of the same way? Are you a big outdoors guy?
0: I like to be outdoors. I, I kind of was stumped Mike with fishing. I haven't fished for like five years, but this past Labor Day weekend, I actually went up my, Uncle has a lake cabin now up in, Mill by Millbank, South Dakota, and I actually caught like 18 fish on the one day I fished it. Dang. Is that how it is? I-, I don't know how to say fish plural. Is it f- still fish, right? I think so.
2: Well, very- I got 18
0: of them, whatever it is. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I don't know if I could do that, like some people, and do it all day. I just did it for like three hours. I don't have the attention span, maybe like some people.
2: Uh, three hours is about know. right. Three and hours. I, that was probably too long. <laughs>
1: That's literally so long I could never
2: I really started enjoying it this this summer just because I get to sit there and not do anything for a while, but at the same time, that gets it still gets long to sit there and it it, it it's something to do, but I can't sit there and not do it all afternoon. I three hours would be my max. Literally. Mm-hmm. Oh I also bought a shotgun this summer. I love clay shooting. I fell into that about five years ago and I always do it at these events. There's a Boy Scout event that's a clay shoot, and there's a few other ones. And so finally this year, I'm like, once again, it must be a COVID thing. I'm like, I'm gonna go clay shooting more. So I bought myself a shotgun and went clay shooting like five times.
1: Like the one where you're like pull.
2: pull. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Oh my gosh, what? Sporting clays, yeah, I loved it. That's it was great. Oh, so
1: cool. Yeah. Near a gun though, that would be bad. But like that's don't like near a cool. gun. <laughs> it would not be good. I don't think I've ever like I've t- I touched a gun once because my brother was um.
2: I touched a gun one. I touched the (laughs) butt.
1: I touched the (laughs) butt. I literally, like, touched the guy. I was like, this is freaky. Like, I don't like this. And he's like, well, everything's off of it. Like, there's nothing on it. So you can't hurt anyone. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But still, like, (laughs) this is scary. Right. Knowing me, I would get, I would, like, hurt myself in some way doing something because I'm just, I don't know anything about outdoorsy guns, like, hunting, fishing, like, that's all, like, eh. So I would just. It would not be good. I'm more of like a sports girl, but you mentioned too, you liked, you know, you're the beer guy for baseball and you know, we know you like hockey. Are there, what are your like favorite sports that you like to watch or maybe participate in?
2: Yeah. Uh, baseball, hockey are my top two. Um, baseball is my number one passion for when sports like, it just, it's my, I grew up loving it. I love everything about it because it's so slow, which is agonizing sometimes. Once again, about three, three and a half hours, is about as quick as I can get on that too. But I just love the game and like the way it's put together, you know. Um, hockey, like you said, but then football is probably my third. Um, but I don't like. I love to hate the Vikings. I actually do. Like, it's so much fun to watch them just fall apart and destroy themselves. It, I get more enjoyment out of that out of than out of a win. It's bad. What? But I think what I love about football the most is the tradition. That it's the same thing with baseball. I love like. I'm such a. I'm. I feel like I'm weird in that manner. Like, I love the tradition built around stuff. So, like, baseball itself is a tradition, right? Mm-hmm. Hockey has a tradition in Minnesota, which I'm probably more in love with the tradition of hockey in Minnesota than, I'd say, if I lived anywhere else, I'd probably be like, wow, hockey sucks here. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. And so with football, the tradition is you get together, you watch a game on Sunday, you eat food. And I love that. Um, it's just something to do. It's something you can invite your friends and family over, and you can get lost. And for three hours while you watch a game – you have no place else to be and nobody's gonna get mad because everybody else is doing the exact same thing have you ever ventured out of town and like going to the store during a vikings game no. it's ghost town it's amazing
1: literally well, and, and so
2: you never have to feel guilty about you know sitting down to veg out for three hours because everybody else is
1: seriously it's so funny because like one of when we were like watching stuff like it was me my roommate and like one other person and they weren't being into sports and i was just like all of a sudden sports came on and i started like watching and i was like what are you doing? Like I was just doing whatever I do with college football, and they're like, "That's so funny." And I'm like, "What?" They're like, "You just love football." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just enamored. Like I love it so much because I just, like you said, it's so traditional. It's so old, mm-hmm. like our past and old time. And there's just such a thing about it that makes me like love watching it."
2: Absolutely. There's, I mean, and I think, I mean, I do love the sport. I just also do not, like, baseball, hockey, I understand what's going on the entire time. Football, there's, and I understand the majority of football, too, but there's times it's like, what's going on? Let's just go. Come on. Um, but, like, talking about the tradition part of it, I love watching, um, I like going up to, like, when MSU had their games, and obviously we didn't do that this year because of COVID, the tailgating has taken off so much. Ugh. And the the, mm-hmm. the camaraderie of that, you walk around, you get food, you talk to somebody else, get a drink, you talk to somebody else. I love that. Um, it's just great. Tailgating
1: is my favorite thing to do when we go to Vikings games. My Viking, my parents have season tickets, so um, we always go tailgating. It's probably one of my – like, I love going to the games, but it's probably one of my favorite things to do for that exact reason. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, whenever I take people to go tailgating with my family for Vikings games, they're like, oh, whatever. What are we going to do? Just sit around and just chat, and then they see <laughs> it all. All yeah. of it, like –
2: yeah, He's
1: tailgating. I'm like, yeah, especially when it's nice out there. It's grills and bean bags and music and people partying and beans,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hot dog. there's it's just this whole huge thing and like people are Bloody Mary bars and all this other things. Like, it's crazy. Brock, have you ever been to a like a tailgating like a true NFL tailgating or MSU? Uh,
0: yeah, I've been to many Vikings games. I haven't tailgated there because it's cold. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh at freshman year in high school, I went to the Patriots Kansas City Chiefs Monday night football game and that was in September. So it was pretty warm when we got there early. We tailgated. We brought some Hooters wings uh, really good <laughs> stuff right there. Uh, but I was wearing my Patriots stuff and actually the Chiefs fans. I thought they're the nicest people. They like offered us to eat some hot dogs, burgers, even though I was wearing another team's jersey. I'm like, this team is awesome. They're really nice. You get into the stadium. The Chiefs start scoring touchdowns, and they have the – I don't know if you guys know about the Braves in the Florida State, but they play that song. uh, Yeah. And after each touchdown, that's what they do, the chop. and They're going to beat the hell out of you, you. And I'm the only Patriots fan in the section, and I'm getting so many fingers in my face. And (laughs) the Patriots lost 43-10 to that game, so that can tell you how kind of dreadful that was during the game. (laughs) So tailgating good at Kansas City Chiefs games. But if you're the other team and you're going in there, you better hope the Chiefs don't score.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, oh, wait, you go, Jeff. No,
0: go ahead. You keep it going.
1: Well, it's just like so fun to be in that environment and do all those things. But I have Brock. I have been where you were at. My ex boyfriend was a huge like Longhorns fan, so then I went with him with a game. My dad bought tickets, and we went down to Iowa State and if you've never been an away team at like a, you know what I mean? Like a away team at a place, it is the weirdest feeling. Like, I don't even like the longhorns that much. And I was just like, you want to go? Like you want <laughs> <I mean, people laughs> to, like so many people were like horns down. I was like, yeah, horns up. Or I was just like shit talking the entire time. And my, <laughs> like, we're going to get punched. I'm like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> don't <laughs> it- bring it- me the
1: places that you let me talk at. I can't do this. I can't be yelled at. Like, it, it was, <laughs> you're the only, like, Longhorns fan in the entire section. So then when it's a close game like that or anything else, you just, like, you either a fight or flight person, like, and I'm a fight person,
2: so yeah. not <laughs> like,
1: Yeah.
2: I you. Yeah.
0: The thing <laughs> yeah. I don't understand about is when people tailgate for night games, they're usually there around, like, noon or one o'clock. the same time, and they're, and they're just bombed. And yeah, okay. they, they just keep drinking and you pay a $150 ticket or $200 ticket to get there that night. And you have six beers. You're not going to remember it the next day. Like you just, I don't, I don't understand that. It's like, you just wasted all that money.
2: Oh, dude. People are we, interesting.
1: We go, when we go tailgating for like noon games, like we will always, sometimes like we'll stay up there like on the next night or we plan something, or we'll just get up really early. So sometimes, um if we're going to leave in Fairmont, we have to leave at like 5am and then we get to the cities at 7am and then we start tailgating. Cause, and it's not even like, we want to get up there just to get the experience. Like we want to get up there to get a spot and like usual regular seasons. Like we just want to get up there so we can get a spot at our normal tailgating spot. Because usually if you don't, they're like jam packed busy. And like, there's one lot we can't even get into because people get there at like, like they get there at five in the morning. Like they don't leave their house. They get there at five in the morning versus we get there at 7 a.m. So like if we find a like a, t- like a somewhat good spot in our place, like it's nice and then we can just hang out. But it's crazy how many people like take advantage of it. And like, even like Brock, you're like, I don't go tailgating when it's really cold. Like my dad and our family is those crazy mother effers where we're out there and it's like, I don't know, like two degrees and we're all like tailgating. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, going to what Brock said about going down to Kansas City compared to, I uh, compared to um, the Vikings, the tailgate there in Kansas City that was awesome. It's like right up front of the stadium, isn't it, Brock?
0: yep. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, but... I
2: know there's sections in Minnesota that are right in front of the stadium too, but it's like one giant parking lot right in front of the stadium.
1: Oh wow, yeah. really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because they have one giant parking lot for the Chiefs or for those Arrowwood or whatever it's called Arrowhead, Arrowhead. and then uh coffin stadiums right next door and i've been down there for a Kaufman game or for a royals game and watch the twins play down there for that and so um that parking lot is just giant and so it's like i feel like it gives it a little bit more camaraderie to it like because it's just mm-hmm. you just walk and see all these people compared to where i feel like man uh the vikings tailgate area is a little bit more conjointed disconjointed it's all like yes. all, all over the place
0: well yeah, and it's I- so weird like the vikings when you go to you have to park in the tunnels right uh so when you go to a or Royals or Chiefs teams like I did, and it's just open area. It, it is kind of different. I went to Vikings first and the Chiefs, so I'm like, okay, that's different. And then I went from the Chiefs to Green Bay. I don't know if you've been into Green Bay, but it's just in a neighborhood. Yeah,
2: I've heard that. It's just in the middle of nowhere, or not nowhere, but just in, the, in somebody's neighborhood area.
1: Well, and it's like the biggest thing. So like before they, because they did all the construction for like US Bank and everything. So there was this big, huge lot where we like use where it was a little bit closer. And then I was actually like, basically used for another parking ramp so even though like it was already like this and this and this that big lot was like done so then we had to find out different places and figure shit out and it's honestly like extended it really is that way where it's like okay here's one building buildings here's another one building building here's another one and it's like it's weird like you have your little section where everyone is but you want to go to the big party one you're going to have to walk there and you and it's, right. all, it's like like blocks to get to the like we always have to walk really far to get to the mm-hmm. um, to the stadium. We're going to go now cuz we talked a lot about football or stadiums. We're going to get into a little bit of a fun kind of segment for our last bit. Um, we're going to do like dating scenes. We're going to do like
0: oh,
2: t- I got to go I'm going through a tunnel.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even like that. It's like okay, I'm Stunt, I don't know if you've ever been hit on by a girl and you've been like, that was like amazing or that was horrible. (laughs) What is the best pickup line you have ever gotten from a girl if you have gotten one?
2: Oh man, I I don't know if I've ever straight up got a pickup line. I'm sure I have and Mm -hmm. I've probably just been, (laughs) because it doesn't happen that often. I remember one and it's probably 14 years ago. Oh, wow at least. Um, I met a girl down at the, we were at Blue Bricks. Her and her girlfriends were actually friends of mine. And so we're all just talking and that was it. Like nothing over it, like nothing of it. But then the next day I went to work and she showed up at my job and she was like a book publisher for one of the book companies here in towns or like she did something for the book company. And I was a publisher. It was like a editor or whatever. And she brought a book to the radio station, like had it wrapped and left her business card on it. And uh, the book was says, let's get dinner. That's what the book title was called. <gasps> and she dropped it off at the radio station for me. That's smooth. That was smooth. Yeah, yep. That's smooth. We got dinner, but it didn't go any farther than that. So oh. that's what it was. Oh. I know, what a great meet cue, but actually would've worked, right?
1: Literally, that would've been so cute. Like, oh yeah, how'd you guys meet? Well, she did this really like amazing creative thing. Right. Oh man. I think they were, oh my, I've gotten so many like bad pickup lines. There's been like, I've been like out and about, like I've been, it was like last year I was at, you know, pre-COVID, was at the bar or whatever. And I have a boyfriend at the time and I'm sitting there and he's like, hey, I'm like, what's up? He's like, damn, are you going to get arrested tonight? And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, cause it's just such a crime to be looking that fine. And I was oh like, oh my
2: gosh. <laughs>
1: And then he bought me a shot, and then I left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm sorry." Here, here's a shot. I was like, "Thanks." He's like, "So, no bye I literally was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna actually think to yourself, I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna get
2: all the girls." I don't get things honestly. I don't know. I my day in life is kind of pathetic. I don't know. It's been, it's been. There's all kinds of stories I could share with you, um, but I mean. Usually I'm the pursuer, 99% of the time, except for the one about uh, from 14 years ago. And then more recently, there was somebody who found me on Facebook after something I did on my Stump Monkey page. Mm-hmm. They went and added me on, um, they went and added me on my personal page, and they want and they started we started a conversation, and it just kind of slowly went from there. It was very slow. It wasn't like they made a big move, but it was still something. Um, and that was, you know. Well, how do you else do? And it was during COVID time, so I mean it was COVID friendly to meet somebody on Facebook, I guess. Yeah. But otherwise, usually I don't. I feel like I'm the pursuer, and uh it's whatever. So, and I don't, and I try to stay away from the cheesy pickup line. That's the other thing. I, that's I probably don't get. I was going with that. Like, does that work? Because for me, I'm only going to use things that work. Has that ever worked? You pick a line like that.
1: No, honestly, it's never like I've always like. It's like on like Tinder or like hinge. I'm like, oh, that's really funny. But if you would say that to me in person, I would just look at you like no. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I was like, no, like, Brock, do you would you think that would work if you said something cheesy to a girl, like, yeah, yeah something about buns, your dad's a baker or some <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't see it happening unless she's had about six of them, but
1: exactly like six beers and she's
2: like, Maybe. They're so funny. I I mean that's probably I mean we're, you just turned into my therapist here, apparently. Uh, that's it's it's where I just don't operate that way. I'm not looking for the quick hookup. I just it's never been me, it never will be me, and so I've stayed off all the dating apps. I don't do it. I just and people are like, well, what are you gonna do? My number one goal, you want the, the real, true, classic meet you, is to run into somebody at the grocery store and bump carts or bump hands. So we both reach for the same item on the shelf.
1: But so rom-com like
2: i know like, i'm such a Going for the
1: pickles and you're like oh, you like the buttered ones
2: too <laughs> <laughs> Like I assume that I- we re- i'll assume it's both reaching for the same frozen pizza or a big chunk of meat it's like oh you like meat too i'm like yeah i actually smoke meat all the time which i like to go over and that sounds terrible yes, you
1: have a you have a oh the last burning thing that I need to know before we end this podcast is: Do you still make your? Check- we're off
2: the dating subject. Great. Yeah, okay. we're off the
1: dating subject. I, I cut you loose. Are you what? still making your checks mix? Because guys, stunt makes the best checks mix. I've told him that he needs to make it and like produce it and sell it in stores because it's that good.
2: It's in progress, by the way. You're not. You're not. You're. You're just. Yeah. No way. Actually, it's my retirement plan. I'm working on it. Yes,
1: I literally missed it so much. Like, that's the only thing I'm like, if hockey doesn't happen, how am I gonna get stunts? Checks mix.
2: We'll meet up sometime next week and I'll get you some checks mix. I constantly have a supply on hand, so you're good. Yes,
1: my day is like made. Brock, you don't know how addictive this stuff is. It's like crack.
0: <laughs> yeah, why I- haven't I had any? I I, I pull, run your bits at hockey. You pull me aside, I run camera for you, and I haven't had any checks mix.
2: literally literally horrible i'm I'm sorry you know what the problem is i bring it to hockey and i give it to her and uh, it's it just sits over there with her i don't
1: greg and i like greg will like i'll be like holding it and he's like hey i'm like what he's like and then he'll just like take (laughs) that and and then like like, literally everyone like attacks it
2: including i have four smokers now so i can make quite a bit of it so i have a problem i'm in Beautiful. Well, Jeff,
1: I, we're going to cut you loose. So um, I think that's the perfect capper for this podcast, talking about Chex Mix and the amazingness. If you see Stunned Monkey's Chex Mix or something along the lines of that, um, it might be in store soon. I don't know. Or I might eat it all probably. <laughs> I love it so much, but thank you so much for joining us. And honestly, I had a blast. I know I talked a lot, Brock. Sorry if you were the odd man out, but
0: no, that's
2: good. That's good.
1: Stunt and I get along too well. It's just
2: we do, we do. I'll come back anytime you need. I'll hold you to it. It's good therapy. It's so good. <laughs> beautiful. Thank well, you guys that's... for having me. Yeah, thank you.
1: Bye, Stunt.
0: See ya, Stunt. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Now, after a nice chat with Stunt Monkey, let's get into the games real quick from last week. Just highlighting a couple of them. A big-time upset, Marissa, by your Minnesota Vikings. Quickly, what went through your head watching them defeat Rodgers at Lambeau?
1: Let's go. Woo! Oh, God, blood through my veins, ready to run through a brick wall. It was honestly super amazing to see them, but it was hard being a Vikings fan because you didn't know what the outcome was going to go, especially going to Lambeau. That was really hard on me. But Dalvin Cook, absolutely monster game, proved that he is who he is, and he is doing great for – touchdowns I don't know the stats but I know four touchdowns he even got some receiving yards in there he had an amazing game and if we didn't have him we wouldn't have won I'm I'm 100% confident that if he didn't have the game that he had I'm not sure we would have won that game Um, obviously you know the Packers I have Packer friends and I was like oh school let's go they're like yeah you have I would win two against a riddled Packers team like we have so many injuries and blah 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 I'm like, yeah, I get that. I honestly do, but at the same time, it's like.
0: The Vikings had more injuries than the Packers, so. That's I exactly what that, I
1: thought. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, Ew. like our defense is not that great, and you're here, like being like we have so many injuries. Like you're still, you were like five and one at the time, and we were one and what, one and five.
0: Yeah, like, you're dude, one and five now. Two and five. Um, Yeah, two
1: five. You're like you were supposed to win that game and you didn't. So I, it was a big, big win for me. But again, if we didn't have Dalvin doing what he did, um, because Kirk didn't do much, he didn't do that much. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. The
0: the Packers really, their only good win this year has been at the Saints. Otherwise, they've had a very easy schedule, and I don't think anyone's sold. It's going to be interesting that we're filming this Thursday night. Uh, They're, the kickoffs about to kick off surprisingly between the Packers and Niners, even with all the COVID Yeah. Niners lost like eight starters on offense. And they're without obviously Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, and Richard Sherman on defense, but we'll see if the Packers who usually get gashed by the Niners, if they can finally beat them because of all the injuries or not, let's go to a couple other upsets. How about Joe Burrow? All of his starting offense alignment from week one did not play. Joe Mixon did not play yet the Bengals upset the Titans to get another win, Joe Burrow's second win, and all of a sudden they're 2-5-1. No, and
1: it was, you know, I didn't catch much of the game just because I was working and I was doing all that, but it's it's an impressive win. It is a good win, and I think it's one where Joe was like, I know my team. I know how good I am. It, it, it's, and, and it's what I've been saying all the time. I don't have my full faith in the Titans. If Derrick Henry doesn't have a good game, who are they going for? If Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry don't have a good game, what is their main thing? You know, and it showed with Joe. It, it that game was, I'm i I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked because it's the Bengals. But at the same time, I've been saying the Titans aren't that great and are, are overhyped for a while. What were your things were going through while you saw the score of that game?
0: I was very surprised that Joe Burrow – I knew he had a good matchup for fantasy purposes, but without all the offense in line, I didn't think he was going to do that good. But that guy stands tall in the pocket and strong, hitting him. If you watch that Thursday night game against the Browns or even the Eagles, the guy just gets murdered, but he gets up every time and you wouldn't even know it. I think he's going to be a stud. Back in November on my Twitter page, I said that Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes are going to be doing out for the next decade. Right now, that seems like it could possibly happen here after if the Bengals can get some offense alignment and free agency or maybe in the draft. It'll be fun to see against the best pass rushing defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who the Bengals will get following their week nine bye. So look for that in two weeks. But let's go to week nine now. There's three really, really good games oh, yeah. that we're gonna highlight here. First one, the struggling five and two. Baltimore Ravens, kind of like the Packers. They're 5-2, and two, but they haven't really played anyone either. They lost their game to the Chiefs, and they lost to the Steelers last week. They go against the Indianapolis Colts, who are 5-2, and two, coming up strong after their loss to Cleveland, where people thought maybe Phillip Rivers was a joke, but he's bounced back with three touchdowns in each of the last two games. Who do you got winning that game, Marissa? What are you watching for?
1: You know, that game is – the same kind of thing as the Baltimore Ravens, as I think of the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers, you know, they haven't done much in my eyes. They're not like a Steelers. They're not even like a Cardinal team, you know, they're not like um, a Seahawks team for me or the Chiefs. They've they're there. And I don't think they should have a five and two record, but I think that this is actually going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. I don't think that Lamar and all of his, you know, kind of weapons can, blow out the Colts because the Colts are there and they have a good team and I just don't see this being a huge blowout but we also didn't say that we said that about the Vikings and Packers and look where we're at now but I don't know I don't see this I see this being a close game I don't honestly it's the tale of five and two teams and if you give me one person and one team I'm gonna probably go with the Colts in this one.
0: Yeah, I, I have this uh, coming up in my locking episode, so I won't say it quite yet, but yeah, it's going to be a great game. Number one rushing team, the Baltimore Ravens, going against the number one rush defense, Indianapolis Colts. Two great defenses. I expect that to be a low-scoring game. The other big game at the 12 o'clock hour, 6-1 and Seahawks at the Buffalo Bills, which are 6-2. and Russell Wilson, again, is going to have to lead the, his troops here, score many points. You would assume that you need to score a lot going against Josh Allen on the Buffalo Bills who do you got in that one real quickly Marissa
1: Well, this is hard. We've talked about it time and time again. And with the Seahawks defense is the only thing that makes them crumble. They're a very, very good team. Arguably one of the best with the offensive. And DK Metcalf is absolutely doing it. He's a tank of a fucking man. I I wouldn't want to be a corner guarding him at any time in my career. But at the same time, you got to look at their defense. And especially against the number six offense right now. I mean, this is hard. You have a 31st in this with the Seahawks are 31st defense and then you have the Bills who are sixth offense. And even though like the Seahawks are great, they're only ranked 10th in the offense as well. So you got to look at these components, but it's looking, if you look at them, statistically speaking, the Bills could win this one and they've got the speed and especially with the Seahawks losing that heartbreaker with Arizona, it's, it's going to be close. Um, I'm going to think I'm going to edge it towards the Bills just because I Don't have a lot of faith faith in the defense right now for the Seahawks. But I know Russ is so good, so it's so hard for me to choose the Bills because I know Russell Wilson is so good. But their just defense sucks.
0: Yeah, I also picked this game in my lock and upset, so I'll just move on from that and get to it here at the end. Okay, I'm going to actually throw one game in here for the 3 o'clock hour. The Steelers and Cowboys are the game of the week at 325. I think that's absolute garbage. The game I'm looking at at 325 is the Dolphins at Cardinals. Four and three Dolphins coming off a big win against the Rams. Going against the five and two Cardinals coming off their bye after the impressive win in overtime against the Seahawks. Tua won. He didn't have to do much. He is the second worst passer according to Pro Football Focus in week eight. Going against the Cardinals team that – Picked off Russell Wilson, what, three times two weeks ago? Yeah. I have the Cardinals defense in fantasy. I picked them up just because I think they might be able to turn off over Tua. Who do you – what are you looking for from Tua this week after? Maybe not the start you wanted to see last week, Marissa.
1: Yeah, this is really hard because we were all looking towards Tua and we were all looking for him to do great things because obviously they had so much faith in him and yet he kind of fell short. But this is going to be a tough game because Kyler Murray is – absolutely electric. He's got, they've got the eighth ranked offense right now in the league. And the, the, if you look at the dolphins, they're the 30th ranked offense. So that's, if you even toss that up, that's not going to be much for me. I think it might be a closer game than people think because their defense for the dolphins is pretty good, but I think Tua needs to really step up his game, show that he needs that starting position. And that's why he got it over Fitzpatrick because it doesn't it didn't show to me much what he did and why he got that starting position. It's kind of still looking in my mind like why. I wonder. So he has to step up big here if he's going to want to keep that even that position and be a front runner for this team. Um I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because they did beat they did beat the Seahawks. That's still a big win and they picked off Russ three times, which is an amazing amazing feat that you can do cuz let Russ Cook like no one that man is almost always perfect as he's shown. So I think I'm going to go Cardinals in this bad boy.
0: I'm going to go Cardinals too. I think it is going to be really close last year. The Cardinals went into their bye week looking pretty good, kind of like they did this this year so far. The following week they played the Rams and they got absolutely beaten down. So usually teams are good after the bye. Under Cliff Kinsbury. last year they didn't. So I expect it to maybe be closer, like you said, than most people think. I think it's actually going to maybe be uh, I, I want to say low-scoring game, but I'm against Kyler Murray and all the all my fantasy leagues, so I might have a little bias there. So I'm going to say it's going to be a high-scoring game. Now, hopefully, so I'm wrong and I win in fantasy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got the Cardinals, too. Going to the game of, the I think, the year, although it's going to be tough to surpass the Cardinals-Seahawks game two weeks ago, but the Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints, they're expecting to get Michael Thomas back, going against the Buccaneers, who are expected to get Antonio Brown activated. Oh my goodness, the two quarterbacks that lead the league in history with touchdown passes, all the weapons they have around them. It's pretty crazy. The number one running back in the league right now, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, who was the best receiver last year, Brees has around. And then, of course, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. It's just awesome that not only are we seeing Hall of Fame players, but they have so great skill sets. I think, over under, Marissa, one and a half punts total on Sunday night.
1: I don't know. That's hard for me. Like, that's a hard one to pick. I um, how to go. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go over on that one.
0: Yeah. I, don't I just do I, 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 I think so over is mind. the. It's the easiest to stay over, obviously, because I don't know if there's been many games where there's only been one punt or less, but my goodness, yeah. I just. I know the Buccaneers are the number one defense in the NFL. Oh yeah. Drew Brees and Sean Payton carve up the best defenses in the NFL. Last year, they had a statistic where they're like 8-0 after week 8 when they play a team that's the number one defense. And last year, they played the Niners in week 10, I think, which they will next week too. And they dropped 40 points against them. They won like 41-34. I expect that to be very similar. I, well, think, I think the Saints might – win this game with Michael Thomas back I think I'm going to take yeah. the Saints to upset them well, who do you got in the game
1: I think the Saints I I honestly the only reason why I would say the Saints you know you guys know I like them but the only reason why I would say the Saints to edge out the Bucks in this one is because the Bucs almost lost to the Giants um and honestly it that's a big red flag to me because the Giants aren't that great this year and that shouldn't happen really. So for me, um, and especially having Michael Thomas back and having basically those three, I see that as like the Bermuda Triangle kind of a thing. Um, I see that being a really, really thorn in um the Buck's sign and Tom side and Tom Brady's side. So I think I'm gonna go with the Saints as well in on this one, just because I wasn't, yes, a win is a win, but it's it's against the Giants, like they're and that's one of the one of the worst teams top five one of the worst teams in the league right now and you're almost going to lose to them especially with having Gronk and having Antoine Winfield and and all of these different components
0: yeah definitely uh we'll go I'll give you a sleeper of each position real quick here before we get to the locks and upset quarterback if you need a quarterback look for your waiver wire Derek Carr going against the Chargers you've seen Tom Brady scored five touchdowns against him last week. Drew Locke scored three touchdowns. I think Derek Carr has a good chance of getting multiple touchdowns against the LA Chargers. Wide receiver Cole Beasley, if he's available, pick him up. The Seahawks give up the most fantasy points to slot receivers. So Cole Beasley can maybe win your league this week. Yeah, that's how good I think he could possibly be. And then running backs, if Jordan Howard's out there, he's going to get the goal on carries now with Miles Gaskin. Um, so you like that upside when you know you're going to get a guy that gets going cares. Don't ex- I don't expect the ceiling as high as Beasley in that regard, but Jordan Howard should be picked up and maybe played with so many bench uh, guys on the bye and COVID hit as well. COVID, like you said, Marissa here, COVID is coming back strong and I hope these games get to be played, but it's something to keep active. Obviously check your updates because fantasy really you saw that with just one person. On each of the Niners and Packers getting positive, people with close contacts are out now. Like Jamal Williams, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they didn't test positive, but someone else tested positive on their team, and since they're close contacts, they're out. So everyone, this is the season that you need to check your fantasy team almost every other day for sure, and especially Sunday mornings.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, the 49ers, the Packers are still playing, even though they're riddled with COVID right now. It's something to look out for. I mean, even I had an inactive player and Brock's like, you can't do that. That, you know, hurts the team that hurts the credibility. And it's true, though. You can't do those things. So you have to be really watching. And I get it. Get, you get busy, but you're still in the league with a bunch of guys and, you know, everyone cares about it a lot. So watch those and be out for it. And this is more me talking to myself, being like, listen, listen, you little shit. Update your fantasy. That's like more me than anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't update your fantasy this week, Marissa, because you're playing me. I, I'm expecting to win. No, so.
1: uh, now no. I need to update my fantasy as soon as I get off this. I'll be like, listen, yeah, like literally now I have to get like the best team. uh how many? Yeah, even- tweet at we us. Know, who do you Houston. got winning?
0: Team Marissa or Team Brock? Let's see who, who the fans got.
1: All I cared about, is that, like, I beat Houston.
0: Yeah, Marissa upset at Houston last week. So that would be a fun match.
1: guys, And I was like 500. And Brock's like, you got to do it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, this isn't going to look good. And all of a sudden he's like, you won. I was like, what? I'm like, anything oh. can
0: happen in fantasy.
1: <laughs> it was like miracle. Oh. It was just like miracle on ice where you didn't think anything could happen. And I was over here like, I just won. I beat. Also,
0: what was amazing last week, Marissa? We both were two and zero in our picks. We both picked the upsets, right? I had the Broncos. They were down seventeen in the second half, but came back and upset the Chargers. And then you had the Dolphins upsetting the Rams. Are oh, we going to be going two and zero again? Who's your lock and upset this week?
1: Okay, obviously you have to know, you have to understand that my lock is the Minnesota Vikings. They are riding that big high after beating the Packers, and they're freaking Lambo, and they're going, I think, are they hosting the Lions? They're, they're hosting going,
0: the Lions and Stafford's you. status is up in the air too. They might exactly. not
1: have that. So if Stafford's says this is all looking towards getting the Minnesota Vikings. And even another like waiver wire pickup, Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to go off so with, so with Adam Thielen and obviously Dalvin Cook. But I think they're all going to have really good games being in their own place. So that is my lock. And my upset is Jags are back. Jags are back. Jaguars are back. Jaguars are back.
0: You're on the I Jake Luton's train.
1: I'm literally on. Uh, you know, I hadn't Gardner Minshew let me down, but and I'm now back. Now out. I'm so you're trying their the new train, quarterback. Baby. I'm back on the train, baby. I'm going. I'm riding the mustache. Let's go. No, well,
0: Gardner's not playing. No. Yeah, I'm they're starting.
1: I'm still going with Jags. I don't give. A fuck.
0: That might work out for you, actually, because actually Honestly, Gardner's, Gardner's
1: been, like, very much eh. But also, you have James Robinson, who is so amazing and such a good running back that I just would put my money on him. It's kind of like a young Alvin Cook. Like, I have so much. So, but I st- I'm still going with it, and especially against the Texans, who are the Texans, who kind of look yeah. like garbage fire right you now. You have them like, in like-
0: fantasy against me, so you probably put them in your lineup against me, which is a smart thing to do. I hope it doesn't work out for you, though. My. This week, after a weekend of a lot of upsets, I'm going to throw out two upsets this week. And it was on the two games we talked about. The Ravens are favored by two points. Give me the Indianapolis Colts to stop them. I talked about they're the best run defense in the NFL. Going against the number one rush defense. I think they match up well. I think Phillip Rivers gets paid $25 million a year. He's going to make that contract this week, and the Colts get their first really big win. Other upset, I'm taking. I think the Saints are upset, but the one I'm more confident in is the Buffalo Bills. I really do like the Bills upsetting the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have to go across the, across the whole country, right? Going into mm-hmm. Buffalo at noon kickoff. Josh Allen, I think, a throwback after not scoring a touchdown against the Jets, only one touchdown against the Patriots. Fantasy owners should okay. not trade him away or bench him this week. He's going to go off. It's going to be a shootout again but I got the Buffalo Bills winning. Any last thoughts for you, Marissa?
1: I just realized we have the same lock and upset if I didn't choose my lock and upset. Like, I literally said the col—I said Colts and the Bills. We were on the same page from the get-go. So, if you get it right and I get it wrong, I'm going to be really upset because I basically – That's not went. good.
0: Every time we agree on something, the other team wins. So.
1: <laughs> I know. It's literally every time we're, like, the same. It's like, no – but well, all I gotta say is please listen to the portion of First Stunt. I know not a lot of you guys know him, but he's such a good, funny guy. And honestly, if you're in the Mankato area, you know exactly who Stunt Monkey is. And if you don't, please listen to Hot 96.7. It's kind of a Mankato thing, but you can find them in the iHeartRadio app. Um, look him up. He is the guy who has his own bobblehead. Like, don't you wish you had your own bobblehead? That'd be so close cool. I feel like I'd post that to be like, little Marissa. But please listen to this podcast, Um, tell your family, tell your friends, and please interact with us. Say, say, like, hey, we want more clips. Hey, we want this or that. Um, Let us know and we'll do it for you guys. But anything else?
0: Yeah, that's Marissa Voss. I'm Brock Aker. Thank you for listening to another episode of Around the Gridiron.